It is 8-8. Oh, it's 8-8. Cool. Great way to start it. This is the responsive podcast, uh, probably a month later. Let me check our last episode. I pulled it up and obviously can't find it now. Um, uh, yeah, it's about a month later, and we said we'd get back into it, but we didn't. Don't worry. We got another guest now, though, to get us back into the loop. Say hi, yeah. guest. <laughs> Hello, I am the guest. Yeah, so it's been a while. Um to further introduce the fact that we got a guest, um, he came to us. He's like, hey, can I be in the podcast? And we're like, sure. See, guys, it's not that hard. You just have to ask. Because, like, in a good way, we don't care. Oh, and, of course, Leon's here as well. I'm yep. in the background wherever he wants. You're pretty quiet. Maybe you want to change that. But... Yeah, I'll move the way. That's my fault. I'll speak to another. <laughs> You'll just be yeah. shouting. <laughs> Hi! Coding is fun! I agree! <laughs> no, but yeah, so, um, a, cu- a, cu- a couple updates on Responsive. Um, well, actually, specifically the site, um, it was down for a while. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you look at the site because it was down and we released new features and then they weren't there. So it just completely broke. I've, I still, to this time, have no idea really what happened. I think it was an issue with updating the adapter, uh, which is the thing that actually like builds it for Vercel. Uh, we use something called Svelte, which is sort of like React, and Vercel is sort of like AWS. <laughs> it's going to do sort of like that, but uh, yeah, so it broke. AWS. Yeah, I mean, it's, it can only do one thing, but um, yeah, so it broke, and I updated the... Um, build system for it and it worked so i updated the package and it got it working so i have no idea what went wrong and i can only assume it was the package itself that broke but like it worked at its current version that we are at so i have no idea why it didn't work before and i even rolled back our own code and it still didn't work so updating the function works it's still working so i mean like knock on wood (laughs) it still works so yeah the day it started working um I was just like, I don't want it to crash, but I kind of want it to crash and get it over with if it doesn't work. But yeah, it's up now. Don't break now or don't break at all. Exactly, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, we now have an update section. I don't know if we went over this last time. I think it was like a month ago, so we probably did. But... Yep. Oh yeah, no, I did make some changes though, just internally to that. So now it's just pulling the blog from the repo. And um, I... Pretty sure we still did that. But yeah, it's been a month. Yep. This is what happens when you don't do a podcast for a month and you don't know what changed. We have a GitHub, but that doesn't make sense. Um, Alright, yeah. So we have a monthly theme. That's that's exactly what I meant to lead into. And I probably heard a motorcycle. People are having yeah, fun today. Yeah. It's in the podcast. Whoever rode that motorcycle, if you're listening, you are now in history. <laughs> Shout out to the motorcycle. Shout out to the motorcycle. Anyway, we have a monthly theme that ends in 22 days, which is the end of the month. It started August 5th because, um, you know, getting things together is not my thing. Um, So yeah, the uh, monthly theme is communication and networking. Um, The basis of the theme is just we want participants to utilize communication methods such as WebSockets, HTTP, TCP, WebRTC, anything that um, is basically two things talking to each other, whether it's people or um, computer. Um, 
Yeah, anything that involves information from one system to another counts. So, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I probably should rephrase that because that could also mean a hard drive. But, yeah, and all you got to do is just oh, submit it to the share channel. But Yeah, monthly theme. Yeah, that is, that, is, that is true. You're using... Um, it is communication. Oh, what protocol are you using? Probably Whatever like... one you want to use. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to just self-bias myself and say if you're building your own operating system that also counts it does between two things i probably won't finish my operating system before then but uh, maybe yeah. that is very true that is very true yeah i might get like half of it done and say all right good enough but yeah monthly themes are just uh better they're events but better because it's involving everyone so it, whether no limit. yeah yeah there, there's no hard limit. All you got to do is just make something that works with the theme. And that's it. It's not even like we're, we're being competitive now. You just submit something that conforms to the theme. It, we don't even care if it's like a previous project that you're working on. Because, hey, you might come back to it and make it better. So, Yep. It's more of a showcase. Enjoy yeah. your idea. Have fun with your idea. If it turns into something completely different, go with it. And let's be honest, winning or even getting showcased isn't a thing yet until I get that on the site, which I don't so know when that'll happen. So. so I'm sorry for that. Oh, no, no, no. I could have done it through my page because that's going to change often. So but, yeah, we might actually be able to run that through the blog repo, to be honest, but... or get another repo. But yeah, showcasing would basically just be like an image of your application, the name, a link to it, and like maybe a little, a link to the blog post or something. Yeah, we'll just feature a blog post too. And anything you have to say, if you don't mind getting in touch. Yeah. It's always nice to get the creators. Oh, but speaking uh, of get in touch, let's get in touch with our guest who is right next to us. But yeah, virtually. Virtually. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot that part. Yeah, we're all sitting in the room in a circle, just looking at each other <laughs> in the face while recording this. Yeah. Yo, we should get VR chat. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, my god, like we could make the room public too. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it could be it's an option. Oh, it's going to be another one of our podcast episodes called the Responsive Virtual Cast. We all know it's going to happen like a year from now. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself because the audience has no idea who you are. <laughs> okay, well, um, I have a background in backend and in the infrastructure, mainly pertaining to DevOps. So basically, I like to handle a lot of deployments and all of that, like, um, you know, working with Kubernetes and Docker and all that DevOps space. And then as far as backend, well, I do a lot of, you know, microservices, distributed systems with Go, which is usually my choice of language. And uh, it's great. So if you are into it, then definitely get into Go. Highly recommend. Yeah. And I've um, been doing that since. About 2017, and I've been doing a lot of minor kind of freelance gigs here and there, but nothing too major. And I'm gonna be be uh, breaking into the professional industry pretty soon here. So, oh, he's hacking. Ooh, he's getting in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. 
goes one of those languages that I do want to get into because I'm a Rust yeah. guy, so I'm considered the opposite of you. <laughs> because well, for some reason, Go people and Rust people don't like each other. I, I mean, yeah, I, I never really got that because they have no, rather don't. separate use cases, right? Like, yeah, you're not really going to use Rust for like a gRPC microservice, right? I, but I, I you know, you're not going to use Go for some extremely fast system level thing yeah and that's what i always got confused with because i'm not as i said i don't use go so i've always yeah. seen it as it's supposed to be more sort of the website of doing things or communication yeah. just in general whereas rust is much more low level i'm working with yeah. the system here so I, yeah i've never understood that myself for the exact same reason so yeah weird one <laughs> i agree i'd say probably the only thing that could possibly suggest that is because it came around uh, around the same time, but besides that, I don't really see any... Probably any also the fact that Mozilla started Rust and Google started yeah. Go. Yeah, that might also have something to do with it. <laughs> true, true. He slowly realizes. Slowly realizes it's all corporate and there's nothing actually about it being two different things. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they're both good but... languages. Yeah, right. See a problem with Go from what I've read. The Go documentation and everything like that looks solid, so Yeah. And Go looks funny, so the logo it looks cool, <laughs> yeah. it's cute. It's got a little so. got a little gopher. Oh, I was waiting for someone to say that because I didn't know if it was a beaver or a gopher. Gopher. Nope, it's a gopher. Nice. Although be, be too far off. Yeah. Gophers can swim. <laughs> Go up to interpretation. Yes. Anyway, so communication and networking, which is our monthly theme. I said that before, but we just got really bored and didn't know what to do for the podcast. So we're just like, okay, I, I say we, I, I'm, I'm, I should say I, because I was just like, well, we got a new guest that wanted to go on. So I got to think of something. I was like, screw it. Our monthly theme, because that's something we haven't really touched on, actually. And I don't think we have. We've touched on like certain technologies, but not the actual like, communication and networking thing itself, have we? Um, not that I know of, but... I'm probably in person, but that's about it. Yeah. Alright, so we all know, it all starts on the physical layer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stop talking about the seven layers of IP. <laughs> oh, that sounds like seven. some sort of poetic thing or something. Breaking down the OSI layer. Yeah. IP is a hype. That would that would not be fun, <laughs> but also would be pretty good fun. All but I know the, is that there are two IP addresses. One, the one that I can give out, and it's totally fine. And the other one, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> no. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, like um, as said, even in the event page, though, like there's a lot of technologies for communication, and like all of those are, are of course built on top of like one layer, which is the IP layer, and sometimes even less than that too, because I totally forgot in the actual page that there's not just internet protocol-based communications. There's also, like, lower yeah. level, even lower than that, like, radio. Yep. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Leon knows what I'm talking about. Have fun with that shit. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't know. There's so many um, types of communication. Like, there's, there's so many, like, protocols for that, and there's so many, like, base, uh, not baselines, there's so many uh, platforms for that. 
So you even have yeah. like mobile towers, which I don't even know. They might use IP. I'm not sure. What a, what a great topic to talk about that I know nothing of. But <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of those layers. And then there's even layers on top of that, like different applications that might use different parts of those layers. And then you even have on top of that different applications that have their own layers. So, uh, well, I'm getting into the matrix here. Give me a sec. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it yeah. depends what's using what, though. Like, if a hard drive communicating to the rest of the system is a completely different thing from one device trying to communicate with another abstract-wise. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, because there's not even long-range communication. There's also short-range communication as well. Yeah. It's just turned into a... Oh, well, I guess communication also talk is also one, about protocols. 100 yeah. different one, uh, 101 different communication systems. You just, you just opened up Pandora's box right there. Alright, I'm, yep. I'm writing this down. I'm writing... <laughs> 101 unknown facts about the IP LA. <laughs> no. I'm actually going to make that a blog post. I think that'd be actually fun. <laughs> the reason like, it's different layers uh... is so that it can be built up separately without interfering yeah. with each other. But other than that, I'm not 100% sure. Hmm. Have, have fun. Yeah, it's really cool, though, because, like, it, it, I even look at, like, RFCs for stuff. And I'm like, why do you have, like, five RFCs for one idea? But it's because they have protocols for even the language that, like, they use to transfer the data with. You not only have the actual underlying protocols, but sort of like the internet. And then you also have HTML, which runs off of HTTP, which HTML also has its own spec and all that. Yeah. I was like, wait a second, but HTTP and HTML are different here. Give me a sec. I mean, yeah, but they're used one's together. One's a markdown, so. give me a sec. No, one's no. a markup language, one's no. a protocol. Exactly or the is same. It? it can be whatever you want it to be in the, at the end. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah, so... You got so many layers. I think... What is, like the lowest level level that like you think would be good sort of like you know like different like different programming languages right like one person might have a um oh what's a um dynamic programming language that's interpreted and then one might have compiled and that's sort of the same idea with layers like you might have one that works fine but then you might also have a lower level one that you might get into um like what what are your experiences with working with lower level uh, protocols such as like TCP or something, um, lower level, Ooh. take it as you may. But like, what is your experience with that? And do you think get into that? I definitely think it's a great learning experience if anyone's interested in networking, especially to start looking into you know like TCP and all of that kind of stuff. Um, for example. I was working on a project not too long ago, which is basically, so you know how you've got packet captures? Yeah. Through like, you know, uh, TCP dump or any anything that can take some sort of uh, network traffic and turn it into a capture file. Yeah, I've used a well, Wireshark before. Yeah, yeah, basically like Wireshark or um, TCP dump on Linux. And yeah. it, it, it basically takes that packet capture it decodes it 
and then it visualizes it for anybody who isn't that knowledgeable in it. And, you know, even little things like that, I feel like are definitely a great learning experience for people interested in trying to get into, you know, lower level or, well, as you said, take it as you may, um, as far as networking. And I think that's great. Um, SSH is also something good to look into. If you aren't too knowledgeable on it, like, it's definitely one of those things that leads down a massive rabbit hole. A good one. Um, yeah, definitely a good one, but great to look into. Yeah. Working, working with, like, just any kind of protocol, it's always a bunch of fun trying to build on top of it. Because yeah. you've got the limitations of what it actually provides. Yeah. Like, yep. IP, which is pretty much the base level protocol for most protocols, TCP, UDP, if I remember correctly, I think it's also yeah. on top of IP. Um, and then you've got HTTP on top of TCP and all that sort of stuff. But working with, say, what the limitations of um, the uh, internet protocol gives you, and then working to have extra things like, say, stability, which is what TCP protocol gives, but trying to do that yourself. And the trial and error of having, like, just running, like, throwing packets back and forth between your computer and itself just to see if things <laughs> stay the same yeah. enough. And then also trying that between a computer that you have here and in somewhere else in your house and then between your computer and somewhere else completely, like, just entirely. Just messing around with that is tons of fun. Because you get to see... Sorry? Is it just dogs okay, your friends out? <laughs> yeah, take this. Just kill him. Yeah, take um, this, take no, this, but... take this, take this. <laughs> yeah. Just doing that sort of stuff, just having a muck around as well, is a bunch of fun. Because you get to see how all those players interact with each other, as you were saying before. Yeah. And yeah. how much time people actually put into making them work the way they do, building the specifications up around oh, yeah. them, making sure things stay stable between different platforms. You really start admiring all the work that's gone into it. And it's not just like, oh, but this thing doesn't work. It's more like, oh, how can I maybe improve how that works and see if there's a different way of doing it maybe that's quicker as well it's it's, it's a bunch of fun just messing around yeah like there's like a plethora of like diy and it's really interesting to call it diy i guess but like the diy classic projects that people do like building your own protocol building your own uh programming language building like all these different things that people have done before and there's a lot of resources and a lot of real world um, implementations of it like there's tons of programming languages out there and there's tons of docs on how they did it too so i think it's really interesting to especially build your own protocol and i've tried to do it before that was years ago so i probably would be a little bit better than i am now with it but i think it is definitely fun to figure out sort of why limitations are there and like optimizing your specification until it gets better and better and better like there's tons of optimizations that they had to go through until it actually became what it is now yeah i mean that's with anything but down I just to the love protocol. the whole limitations just just the, the fact that there are limitations is what makes it so fun it's like when you build a fantasy console you try and use one which i'm doing at the moment and i think you're getting into doing with sort of similar idea with yeah. the virtual machines and stuff like that having those limitations and things which you might want to limit yourself on yourself just for the sake mm -hmm. of it and for the challenge for just having a go. Yeah. It's pretty good fun. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I come from JavaScript, so the thing I'm doing isn't really a fantasy console. It's not even a fantasy computer. It's literally just WebAssembly hooked up to a file, and I call it an OS. It's because I'm so used to JavaScript. I'm like, I don't really want limitations. I don't want to build my own CPU. I just want JavaScript and turn it into an OS. But you can't put it on real hardware, so I'm building virtual hardware. Use it kind of inspired by real-world protocols, just so I have some of the fun. But yeah, I'm building the thing that I can't build on top of. Exactly. So I'm building it myself. I mean, it's kind of the fun part too, though. Like, especially with this one, I'm like, I could just hook in HTTP, or I could just build a middleman for a fetch request and call it a day. But I kind of want to get into the raw protocols of internet too and sort of build up from there. I'm going to kind of start off of like the Commodore 64 and then slowly build up even in terms of like communication protocols between the... So it's interesting to read all of that and all the different specifications that there are that I can't find, but... I think even with the different layers and sort of how confusing the internet can be, it is, once you understand what the different protocols are for, at least, not even like just how they work, but what they do and like sort of what art they play, it does kind of lessen and sort of expand the fact that the internet's really and really thought out. And of course yeah. a bodge, but... <laughs> is very bodged I, 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 I know because uh, you were saying before about uh, like using Go and everything I know Go has some really good uh, communication I don't know if you guys call them packages like we call them crates yeah, and crust or modules and, yeah I, mean, I know you guys have like some really wicked cra uh, not crates that's rust again <laughs> packages for just protocols communication in general um, yeah, between... and the majority of it is actually included in the standard library, which is yeah. very great. It's nice to know it's officially made, made standard by a company that knows what they're doing. Yeah, and if it's not, then it's definitely made by somebody who wanted to build it for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all That's why stuff. packages are so fun. People are like, hey, I did this, and let me share it. And then other people can be like, oh, I can use this, and then build something else. Yeah. And then you can go to package hell, but <laughs> it depends how good you are at dependency modules, uh, like not modules, uh, like dependency management. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't really uh, think I we know... can do a podcast episode on that though, because like it's all the actual packagers' fault. <laughs> no. Just, just don't do well, it. It all has to. You gotta use dependencies at some point. Yeah, but it's it's choosing dependencies and trying to find ones that don't have too many of their own dependencies, so you end up yeah. with loads of them. Because if every dependency has another dependency, you end up filling the list two times as quick. Yeah, I mean, either it's just me or Python's oh, really slow with dependencies. I mean, Node.js has <laughs> two sometimes. It all depends, but like for some of the stuff, like even just the standard programs that use something like Flask. And I haven't yeah. done a lot of installing, besides if I go into Replit and check someone's actual project, or I do the installing, but with JavaScript, it, it seems really simple. I love, like myself, how, I, I don't know if you guys had the same thing, but when you're just getting into everything, you're like, this looks like magic. 
this thing communicating with this other thing through software just the thing that i can make but how does the thing that i can make make this happen yeah and then you do it yourself yeah you finally realize and it's like this is kind of scuffed (laughs) (laughs) or like instead of it just being magic you're like a lot of people thought about this and they got it to work yeah. yeah awesome i know with the cpu there is a um i was learning like logic eights and all that and um they had an example of a uh, 4-bit computer and i was like i don't understand how you can have on and off just simple logic that makes sense to something that can do something <laughs> and i never understood how it worked and i finally kind of get it now yeah. i really don't know if i fully know because i don't know what i'm supposed to know you look at the transistor and go, how? how <laughs> oh, yeah, and then go to the transistor level and go, how? <laughs> I am making you, but how? Electricity <laughs> go burr. <laughs> how? It's, it's so cool. Once you get into just like the lower level of anything, as soon as you dig deeper to what seems like, uh, seems like magic, and you actually see how it works, and you can see this is how you would build this thing. It's like, oh... It's really not that hard at all. Well, it's hard, but in that moment, you're like, wow, I can actually do this. This is within possibility. It's no longer something completely impossible that some magician came up with or some alien species gave to us. Yeah, I think it's a lot of like a binary, not a binary tree, but imagine like one of those trees, you know, like a heap or something like that. And like you're on like the middle layer. And you're like, hey, JavaScript's pretty cool. Let me learn jQuery. So you're going up one, right? What JavaScript can do. And it's fun, but it's not as fun as learning, like, underneath how JavaScript works, which then opens up more opportunities because. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And then the thing is, knowing how that lower bit works actually helps you with understanding how the higher bit that you was previously doing works. Like, oh, I know some tricks now to make this faster or work better or smaller. I never knew this thing existed. <laughs> what is your... Uh, what, what should I call you, Guess? <laughs> um, you can call me Mox. That works. Cool. What's so, like, yeah. what is your... um, What is something you really like doing? Like, in the same idea of, like, learning something that, that was lower level, but then, like, really expanding your knowledge overall. Like, what... Probably, like, the major... Or, like, the most fun of learning. I remember only starting out with like basically languages like go and you know c c plus plus and all that and i'm like all right well i was looking at all the outputs and i'm like all right well outputs to a binary and then i'm like well what is this binary doing what is telling the computer this is what's inside of it you know so i was going and digging deep and kind of going down the rabbit hole of how does this work how does that work and i always found that kind of fascinating how practically anything that you look into usually leads down an extremely long rabbit hole of just you know this is how this works this is layered on top of this and layered on top of these two things and so on and so forth all the way until physics um, come into play yeah and then it's like oh well now you've got electricity it's like, all right, well, how, how does that how does work? Electricity work, you know? It's, it's just so much, and then eventually, earned your degree. Yep. You're like, In everything. Right, well, 
<laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely one of those bits where, uh, I can't remember the saying properly, but it's like, oh, if you wanted to make cereal from scratch, you would have to create the uni uh, universe. Yeah. It's definitely one of those, because you want to keep on going deeper, but you can't. Yeah. Because there is a certain limit of understanding. But just make my own wheat farm. Well, you need more stuff there. Soil. Make my own soil. Soil, water, you need all that. Make my own soil. <laughs> I, can, I can't help, but I can't help. Yeah, and that's okay, one of those things, as a programmer, you're like, I, I don't want to make my own soil. I'll just get yeah. someone else's. I'll just buy soil from Home Depot or <laughs> yes. something. Oh, but is there any free soil? I don't want to buy it. Oh, but this Ooh, soil well, comes from, I like, so many other this? places. I don't know if it actually works for me. <laughs> Dependencies. Now I've got a tractor, I don't have to do things manually. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pay someone to do it. <laughs> Oh, well, how can I pay them less? Yeah. <laughs> how can I get it free? How can I get the workers to be more efficient with the least amount of pay? God, now we're going into companies. <laughs> and this this is how, like, rabbit holes even go upwards. Yeah. Instead of making your own, you're making your own business that does it. Yeah. I'd love to make a business podcast, but I don't know how to do that, so... Start recording and then just hope something good comes out. Start recording for my entire life and just let that be the podcast. My life is. I mean, something's best. bound to happen, right? <laughs> Fair enough. No, they die. <laughs> no, don't spoil it. <laughs> Boy, that's, where, that's where it all leads up to it. <laughs> I have the high ground. Well. <laughs> Life, life can't get better with me because I know all of its tricks. <laughs> You've went down low. all of the rabbit holes. <laughs> There's no rabbit hole left unchecked. <laughs> left unholed. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> How would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, um... No I was going to say checked, unholed. but I was like, wait, no. I think it's searched, probably, would actually be the right one. Anyway, we're searched, yeah. kind of off a topic. Eh, not really. Networking As is low level, so. Yeah. I mean, do we're we so ever have a topic? We're talking about a conversation. Like, do we ever stay on topic? No, I don't think that's a thing we can do. Yeah. No, it's literally... right. We're so low level that we're talking about the conversation that we was just oh having. Oh my god, stop. No, no, don't go there. <laughs> Philosophy. I mean, let's be honest, though. I mean, like, the title... Well, now that we have stage channels, even when we had Twitch, like, the titles that we had on those events is very different from the ones that actually go into the episode. Yes. It, it's this always, like... communication. Yeah, communication nope. and networking. That's not the title. It's always Leon and I talk about uh, communication and networking and others, and then we just put it into the title, and there we go. This time with Max. Yeah. Description. Description. Now, <laughs> go through this long journey where Leon and Shane talk about how to build up a farm and how to efficiently do so. <laughs> is that the key takeaway, though? Okay, who am I kidding? It is the key takeaway. <laughs> what do you so guys think of vegan? <laughs> to start a farm now. I've already got a garden. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> what do you guys think of vegetarianism? Oh. Oh, wait, no, I don't think it's called ve vegetarianism. vegetarianism. Would that be consuming vegetarian? Oh, I think it is vegetarianism. Is I it? Mean, uh, 
Hold on. I, oh, it's I veganism. Veganism, yeah. Because vegetarian is like a rabbit hole of veganism. Yeah. Oh, think it's the way. Whoa. <laughs> Brain just explodes. <laughs> God. See, again, your brain explodes every single time you learn about lower level stuff, so. Sitting and looking at the Frosty Pie Zero, like, how are you made now? Oh my god, stop, stop. We're... You've made this in my mind, I'm stuck forever. <laughs> how microphone work, how podcast work, how thinking work? Microphone work the opposite way of speaker. <laughs> but it has to be more. Oh, I, I remember as a kid, I was like, Man, like, because you know there's a frame rate of, like, audio. Like, that's obviously true. So I was like, yeah. man, is that why, like, whenever you take, like, Shazam or, like, uh, what is it? Uh, Soundhound or something like that. Or you try and record, like, another speaker. It can't understand it. So, like, if you take a voice and try and do, like, and get your phone to listen to the voice and actually perform the action. Like, I, I first thought, like, man, like, that's, that's impossible because the speaker outputs, like, a very digitized signal. And I thought it wasn't actually, like, good enough for the actual microphone to pick up, but that's not true. I remember always being amazed on how, like, especially when I was younger, how you could, like, basically just talk into some device and people across the world can hear you. Oh, you know? that still amazes me now. And it's all live. Like, I don't know. I mean, Leon's from the GMT, like, so. Well, yeah. It's like, um, it's almost magic when you first get into it, and then you're like, alright, well, this is how this works, and... I mean, even if you get, get into the lower level cool. stuff, it's kind of funny, because, like, you learn how you have all the different routing servers, and the DNS servers, and, the, and yeah. the, all the other actual servers that do the work, and then the protocols, and then the actual cables that connect them, and it's still magic. Yeah. <laughs> how and they do it, it this quickly, I have no idea. Cables under the ocean, uh, yeah. connect everything. Oh, I how I can get to it's, it's all manual. <laughs> no, Leon, you have a thousand ping. Why? No. Don't get yourself. No, I've got 75 millisecond ping, thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, literally, we're talking about, like, oh, yeah, we want to go down another rabbit hole. Instead of just talking about the internet, right? And you have the DNS servers, you also have the CPUs that run off of them. So they also have to be quick. And the actual data centers that run them, because CPUs are all based on environmental conditions, so they have to be, like, properly taken care of as well. It's crazy. It really is. It's just, like... And it's just your voice going from one area to another in, like, 32 milliseconds. Just really quick. Like, even as a kid, I was like, oh, Google, you know? You, like, search it, and it says, like, gotten 10 milliseconds. I'm like, oh, come on, they can be quicker, right? But then I learned, like... <laughs> Even thinking about it now, I'm like, how the heck do they search the entire web in 10 milliseconds? I mean, they're not, but like, how all of them orchestrate AI generated <laughs> everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Before we had AI, it's all just outsourced. They're like, all right, he needs articles on this. Go. I wonder. A bunch of people sitting around, like, all right, we're ready to write the next thing. I know tangents are a bad thing, but like, would that would you even be able to outsource that? In ten uh, million, that you need like so many people writing one word and like pasting in an image. Like, you need an expert on farms if you're looking up how to do a farm. They like copy and paste things really quickly. 
hope it works. That would be the quickest talking guy I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Just gives you all the information instantly. It's like from loads the of movies, different documents. like the AI that does that. Upload it to your brand. Yeah. Cool. Guys. <laughs> One man oh, has killed no. a search. Please stop searching today. So many generations from now, we're not even going to have like computer layers now saying like, oh, how does that computer work? We're now going to start thinking, how does that computer work? How does my brain interface with the computer? Our brain is going to be the computer. What oh, protocol it... does it use? Oh, okay, let's do a brainstorming session. What what would the protocol be called? Out of all the bad names and good names we've had, what weird acronym would the brain protocol be called? Uh. BTTP. <laughs> BTTP? No, it'd be like, uh, um... They would just probably call it just BP. Yeah, brain protocol. No, there would be a um, brain-to-computer protocol like for communicating with brains. It would be like one of those weird, really long... Oh, what is that one? I can't remember what I'm actually thinking. Digital natural association. They yeah. start with all the protocols. The yeah. DNA association. Oh, Neurotechnology no. communication protocol. Okay, has oh, someone no. ever done that? Has someone ever taken all of the rabbit holes in existence and put them in a graph? Whoa, I think no. your first question and the hardest to find information would be as someone taking all the rabbit holes. <laughs> just any idea. Oh, this is just set theory now, or like, does the it's rabbit hole contain sense. itself? I think it does. The rabbit hole is the rabbit hole. Yeah. How about the rabbit holes? But there's so many connections, it's, it's kind of impossible. function. Yeah. With no stack limit. Oh no. Except itself. <laughs> I think we Oh no! <laughs> because the, the stack limit would be itself. Stack limit is itself and it always searches for itself. Will it ever end? Snake. Oh, no. That means Snake is the first and best ever game made. It wasn't the first game nice. made. Nice! It's, it's a pretty good na uh, game, you know. We've got all the, all the kids recreating it, you know. It is kind of funny. It's always the older, simpler games where people are like, I think I can make that. <laughs> then they yeah. do. Yeah. Because it's... Fun, entertaining, and simple. <laughs> Who needs yeah. color doing? Well, the standardized like tic tac toe and things of the sort. I, I can't wait to. Some, to I can't it. wait for someone to build. I mean, there probably is a lot of them, but I can't wait to see like the next generation of like really simple games, like tic tac toe. <laughs> people played because we didn't have computers. Like, where's going to be the next generation of games? Minesweeper. <laughs> I said next generation. Sorry, yeah, you did say that, didn't you? That's a good game, though. Yeah. I've had hours of fun looking at a screen going, well, <laughs> I didn't know that was a bomb. <laughs> Minesweeper, but you get an electric shock to your brain if you, uh, if you lose. <laughs> Minesweeper, but you have that, to pay taxes though. each time you lose. Oh, no. Come on, that's Not something active. they're gonna do. This is way too meta for the responsive podcast, but I love it. Yeah. We're having fun. I hope yeah. they're doing so too. Otherwise, I have this... a wooden knife. Okay, who are we kidding? This is the unresponsive, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes it's it so much fun. better having someone else. <laughs> Shane gets tired of my annoying voice. Oh. Yes. Uh... I get tired of it. I know he does. Leon, you're British. America loves British. No... 
See, he doesn't so, know that, but we do. What for some reason. Completely off the topic that we're currently on. But exactly. um, <laughs> what do you usually gravitate towards when it comes to like which accent is my favorite? Thanks for asking. <laughs> communication protocol, like um, like REST or oh, true, you know, yeah, GRPC or oh, you know, God. things that you go on to this. Like, See, like, what do we you need to slap in the face sometimes, to? and Mux got it, so. GQL over GRPC. Yeah. Okay. No, I wouldn't do that. I think just regular old. Here's an endpoint. It's more so to do with caching, though, for me, like personally. Yeah. Like, GRPC, but using a more resty kind of uh, protocol would be better. Okay. G like GraphQL and that sort of stuff where you have an interface is nice. But you can't yeah. cache it very well. It, there is ways of doing it. It's very complicated. But with the rest, it's more. It's just like, oh, <laughs> this is the information yeah. until so ever long later, and then recheck. Wait, yeah. is G GRPC the proto buff one, or is that something different? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Proto buff is fun to use and also yeah. fun to try and recreate. That was a very <laughs> fun adventure. <laughs> Luckily, you I guys usually... do have the package already done. We don't have that in Rust. We have to make that ourselves. <laughs> Oh no! It's people have done it. It's fun, especially using um, Surday, which is a data uh, in between thing. Yeah, that was okay. yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying before I interrupted. All right. Usually, if I'm making something for public consumption, I'll go with REST because it's easier for people to follow. Definitely. But if I'm making something either internal or something that's going to be used by, say, like a web app or something that i'm building that i'll usually go with grpc okay interesting i should learn that it's fun Ooh. yeah sorry i was drinking some water sorry. yeah i mean gonna hydrate always used uh rest in json and confused rest in json how can you confuse rest well in i mean JSON? like confuse as in like Sending. Oh. Well, I think it's mainly the conversion step that used to confuse me. Like, do I stringify this and then send it, or do I not? Because uh, that was like the, some some libraries do automatically. I think Socket.io yeah. was the one I did. Or like res.json might give you. It's not the one I'm confused about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Res.json might give you the JSON stuff, or you'll have to string, or you'll have to parse it yourself. Yeah. You don't have to pause. That yeah, that, that's maybe. not. Yeah, I, I forget what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, no, no I know what you're on about. Yeah. If you if you get the body directly, mm -hmm. then you have to pass it because you're yeah. just getting the body. But if you do JSON, then then you don't have to. But it might cause an error, so you have to catch and and stuff. Oh right, promises. <laughs> yeah, well, not just because of the promise. You'd have to try catch anyway. Oh, true. Because it just produces an error because it's straight up running the JSON thing and it throws because throwing was definitely a good idea. Java. It's actually kind of funny speaking of protocols. I know Socket.io I got into and kind of got addicted to as a front end guy does. But I then learned about WebSockets and they're not much different as far as I can yeah. tell anyway. Or at least like the implementation of it in the library is not that. Honestly, I take WebSockets for granted sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people tend to, but I just find them extremely useful 
for a lot of use cases, which I probably shouldn't. Yeah. I know someone used a WebSocket to log into a website one time. Like, they would be sending a username and password. <laughs> okay. I was like, no, you're supposed to do that to get the check thing, but even still not really supposed to send over the password. I mean, granted, for them, it's quick, right? And it's live, so yeah. you can go back and forth, but no. Just don't do that. HTTPS has a reason. Oh, what what did I find? Um, it might have <clears throat> it might have been Nest.js that I think that I looked into, and they actually like because usually managing HTTP and uh, WebSocket servers are kind of annoying. Send a request, and you wanted to open up a WebSocket immediately. Um, I think Nest automatically does that. Like you can set up an HTTP server and then set up WebSockets underneath that without having to worry about setting up two different servers. Quite interesting. I don't know if that's the right one or if that's all that it is, but yeah, I've read about it, but it does sound pretty cool. Yeah, Fireship did something like that. <clears throat> oh, okay. He's definitely got very good fun to watch. Definitely, <laughs> definitely recommend to check out have that shout out as well. Yeah, shout out to Motorbike Fireship and Fireship. Yeah, yeah, Fireship's great. Yeah. Oh, and the other guy, Ben yeah. Eater. Benny is amazing if you're into hardware. Definitely also recommended. And Sebastian Lee. Let's just start with this. Oh, who's the other guy? Um, another guy that I watched too, but I can't remember. So, oh no, he's he's an, he's a um, personal favorite of mine. He um, he's building lumber mill. I don't remember his name though. And it's not ringing any bells for you guys, but it's a game. It's called Lumber Mill. And he... oh, it's the Australian guy. Yeah. Lives in Queensland. What's his name again? He oh, is. Oh, I just. Oh no, yeah, okay. I was like, I just looked up lumber mill, so this might give me something. YouTube, the place for information. He is definitely. <clears throat> Developer is. Can I see the name? Oh, no, we I didn't even get into like the hardware aspects of communication. Oh, true. Because there is and networking, like the. The, the like the amount of hardware that goes into uh like a uh network a nick just itself it's cool yeah having that in face of stuff and then having i think we're up to 10 gigs on ethernet now yeah we may be further i'm not 100 sure i think the it's amount 10, of yeah. speed That's i remember when we data. first came out with one gig yeah it was fast I but then of like course remember how can you have one gig speed if you need the actual servers that run it to be faster so it's like oh yeah we run off of like 10 gig speed, but this isn't released to people yet. Oh no, I think we're up to 100 gigs now, aren't we? Oh god, wait a minute. I think I remember saying that. 100 gigs? Wow. I think we're up to 100 gigs, but it's not like personal home use, it's more sort of like yeah. businesses connected straight up to the Imagine data. Imagine when that comes to the personal home use. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's not going to do anything. I mean, really, like, internet speed, with the size of websites growing, that's the sad thing about scalability. As stuff yeah. scales and gets better, it doesn't really matter. I mean, True. computers did get really, like, they used to be really, really slow. Like, actually slow. Even for their programs at the time. And then they got better. Nowadays, computers are getting better, getting faster, but so is the program, so it's not really doing anything anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. Because, like, the one gripe I have, I'm not saying all programmers do it, as some people are very good with making sure 
that things are optimized and done well. Uh, and I'm not talking like testing out objects, but the one thing that really annoys me, and yes, I get if you're botching something just to give it a go, feel free to do it however. I do that as well. But when it comes to like an end user project or something like that, people, people because there's so much performance to be used now, people kind of slack off more and more with actually making things the best at least they could do when it comes to, like, even if, say, you're a beginner, even if your best isn't the best because you're just starting out, your best is still better than doing it mediocre. No. It's something that kind of annoys me a little bit because I feel like you could go back to an older machine now, because we do, and do a lot more with them than we used to be able to do because we know a lot more than we used to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, than we used to, I should say. Oh, I swear there's stuff that they have on, like, older machines that communicates with newer hardware but without any of the crazy backwards compatibilities. I know Windows sucks with them, but Windows is, Windows like... Windows is getting so bad. It's, like, it's half backwards compatible, but they're starting to make it not, so what's the point in keeping it backwards compatible? Like, make up your mind, please. Yeah. Because you have, like, Either each update they have, they, you, you'd think they'd update the entire interface and make it so much better, but they just add another interface, and then they're like, oh, well, where do we put all these buttons? Oh, don't worry, we have the previous interface, and the previous interface, and the previous interface. Yeah, and it's not even it's the interface, windows. these are, like, actual systems that they do. Like, isn't even, like, command prompt run as a VM now? Which is uh, kind of needed, because command prompt, well, no, they could have made their own. Fine, I should stop talking. Well, the thing that's bad with Windows, it's now Windows 11, as you were saying. Windows 11 UI on top of Windows 7, uh, Windows 10 UI on top of Windows 7 UI. Windows, Windows 8 11's... didn't really bring anything new to the table besides kind of tablet. Weird, because it's all boxy. 8. Wait, Windows 10, Windows 8. Windows 8 actually had like some of its they actually did add some of the stuff to the table and then it just got removed nobody liked it it, it was horrible it was so oh bad. they removed like a lot of stuff they removed i think uh from what i can remember they removed like alt tabbing too like you actually had like the little task tray at the left or something oh uh, i hated that task tray yeah, I still do. Especially for like, the full screen applications, like it got yeah. really hard to navigate. <laughs> kind of scary. I gotta break something. You have that all. Can I get out of this? <laughs> I, I mean, hey, the think... one thing I've learned is never shut down your computer while you're updating. I broke my Linux PC by doing that. <laughs> yes, that's. I didn't need it. Nothing was important on it, but. I was just like, eh, this is taking too long. Never mind. And then it's like, sorry, can't find the main boot file. It's like, great. That's why you listen to advice given to you by the computer. The computer. No, I still think Windows 95 and, uh, no, uh, I can't remember if it was Windows 95 or Windows 98. Well, they kind of had similar UIs. And then Windows 2000, I think it was, I mean, had Mistake device. edition. I just like how simple it was. Yeah. It's just like, here's a bar, it has an X, has a window and a, a dash. Do what you need. Yeah, like, here's your start menu. Really here's, like, yeah. our computers are so small. By computers, I mean, like, all of our files we used and all of that. Our footprint was so small that everything literally was contained in that. Start yeah. menu. And that was it. 
And then nowadays we have thousands of applications that get put in the Windows Start menu folder in the uh, so many different places. Speaking of yeah. backwards compatibility, you have your documents folder, your app data folder, your program file. Yeah, all of the files. And then Linux is just like, here's your bin. Uh, have fun. Well, Linux is slowly getting there as well. There's yeah. loads of files, uh, folders, I should say. Not really files, but more folders. It's even still, some experience. of the like file descriptors just... on that are like, oh, they have this, but also everything else. It's usually this. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, speaking of networking, I... did you hear about Microsoft putting... Yeah, it was Microsoft that put a computer underwater. And it worked better. What? Yep, they put it in a uh, gigantic Windows tube. Windows. And then they put the tube underwater. Quantum computers, <laughs> which really do seem to like water. Cooling, yeah? at least. Water cooling. Sure, oh, I could see how it could definitely benefit cooling. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what Windows did, though. Windows put their... Uh... Oh, not Windows, sorry. Microsoft. Microsoft put a... Uh... Yeah, they put all their, like, a whole server inside the tube. And then they put it underwater, and they're like, see, it runs better. <laughs> it was actually an interesting idea, months. though, because then other people were like, should we start putting our server farms underwater? <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but... But yeah, like it's not... it was like for two years too. Yeah. Like, and I think they even said too, like that was part of their Azure services, so you could specifically request one of those servers, I think, or something like that. Probably not, but you want the underwater computer that we've been testing for two years? Not until that works. Reliability ninety nine percent until it gets until it breaks. Deliberate. Just good reliability policy. It it's good until it breaks. So you speak about networking and protocol. Oh, all oh, the birds flying out are dying. They're flying out the sky. That's not how they work. Birds don't fly out the sky. Oh no, the five G's killing them. <laughs> seagulls. What am I going to do with my poor precious seagulls? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you guys have too much of a problem with seagulls. I don't know. We have them flying over everywhere. Yeah, no, we don't. Or at least not where yeah. I live, because I'm not. Well. Certain parts there are, but not bad, really. It's oh, usually, we um, like schools and everything. We've got more pigeons than seagulls. <clears throat> got tons of them as well. You can have them. Bro, I hate pigeons. They're just everywhere. Seagulls yeah. and pigeons are just everywhere. Pigeons it's is more like a New York way. thing. City thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah though, speaking of protocols... When I should, I, I'd like to say Leon and I, but I just mean me, kind of, because he's probably going to disown that project, the uh, Hertz project, radio one. It we wasn't even the... involved. I was just helping with ideas. Yeah, you were just helping with ideas. <laughs> I was just but, um, to go, that might work. Yeah, I saw there, there's something, um, oh, I forgot what it is. I think it's Nor uh, Norway, where it is. It's a uh, radio antenna, and it picks up everything and puts it into a web interface. And I was like, man. It'd be oh, yeah. really cool if we transferred that into a virtual protocol. And I was, like, doing tons of tests to see if it would even be possible. But what I ended up learning, though, too, is, like, radio is literally just waves that move. That's how you communicate. Yeah. It's not even encoded. 
Because I kept thinking, oh man, people would need to encode things on that to talk. I'm like, nope, radio's literally just talking. It's all about bandwidth, but... That's why Morse code was pretty cool too, though. Because it's only one frequency that you really care about. Yeah. I mean, hold on, that's what serial is too, but... Sitting there like, well, you could do it so if there's a rising edge or a falling edge, and that means it's a one, and then if it stays regular, yeah. then it's a zero. <laughs> uh, no, don't do Well, that would be better. And, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I would have had experience actually with um, working with audio protocols and building my own file transfer protocol. That would have been fun. The issue was I couldn't get it to work with audio because JavaScript so interpreted that it can't have a consistent interval of recording audio so the issue with that was i couldn't get a good enough like a good enough chunk of data that would have been consistent with everything else so it was pretty disappointing reading from disk wise i might actually even should you should have used the streaming protocols Oops. Just well streaming, i think the issue uh, is it runs yeah. through the web so yeah. i can't because the streaming. web has its own streaming API is on the web yeah, but the issue it's is I need to figure out, oh, is like this frequency up for a certain amount of time and down for a certain amount of time? Oh, I was thinking of something else. Never mind. But, sort of like Morse code, but really quickly. But, sort of like Morse code, yeah. but really quickly. Well, again, that's, that's the whole idea of layering protocols, too. It. There was like, there isn't really an audio protocol that I could use for what I'm doing. So I needed to build the communication protocol and then the actual like data protocol. And then the actual protocol for how the data inside the data stored files. So many rabbit holes. Yeah. Why does it end? Nobody knows. I might be able to get GitHub Copilot to write me a Rust thing or something for Deno. <laughs> that could I could that I could possibly Okay, why why do I say GitHub Copilot? Probably Leon, because GitHub Copilot is not smart enough to do that yet. But don't make me seem smarter than the AI. I'm definitely not that good. At I mean, you at least know how Rust works, so that's already a step up. Well, I mean, the AI does too, but I don't, so I can't really command. Although, um, write something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it would work, but all I need is literally just something that can read from the microphone. I'll probably just record it to a file or something like that, or at least a stream that's good enough. Because it wasn't the issue that like. It was like, there was like a different amount of delay each time I was recording a snapshot of the audio. So I couldn't say, oh, was this thing on for two seconds and off for one second? It would be like completely different each time. So I couldn't reliably figure out where the bits were. But yeah. if I have something that it's at least a stream that's reliable, that's fine then. JavaScript can easily stream that and say, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That sort of topic, though, with like WebAssembly. I don't know about you, Marks, if you've uh, messed around with WebAssembly or not. But I can't wait until it gets further in development and where they start actually allowing like DOM access, stuff like that. That's going to be well good stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tried to mess around. I mean, like, what do you mean by DOM access? Though? I mean, I know what no, you in mean. In WebAssembly, but... like, as there as they're, are, uh, like, more stuff's getting added. I know some of the RFCs have to do with like actual DOM Oh, right, because the DOM is in JavaScript. DOM yeah, so, is lower level. Yeah, so loading WebAssembly without JavaScript, uh, 
being able to uh, use the DOM in WebAssembly, file access, all your regular sort of JS APIs, but in uh, WebAssembly. And then also the permission levels of WebAssembly versus JavaScript and how that's going to work. Like, is WebAssembly got more permissions, less, the same? Uh, how you would speak between the two languages. That's the thing. Security. Speaking between the two languages is the thing I'm struggling with right now. Mainly because I need to communicate with the file system, but I can't do that. WebAssembly, so I need to interface with JavaScript, but I still haven't figured out the best way to do that yet. You can with WASI. You can do that with WebAssembly. But it's assembly script, I thought, was the one that was yeah. making it difficult for you. I'm sure they have a WASI thing, so it works. I mean, I'm not going to write directly in WebAssembly. But, I mean, I could, but... No, I mean, I'm sure that the assembly script team... What is WASI? Have... It's WebAssembly something interface, something like that. I can't remember the actual acronym, uh, what it stands for. Something like that, though. Um, like, what does it do? And allows you to act, uh, like access like the actual machine, the OS itself. Like So being able to open up network sockets, close them, oh, really? uh, send data, receive data, talk to, fi- uh, well, talk to the OS, not talk to the OS, uh, read files, see if files exist, all your regular old uh, FS stuff. Oh. Just just all that. All Wait that a minute, is that in WASM? Yeah, uh, just straight up in WASM. Wait a minute, so I can just include the WASM file? Huh. Well, you can do That's that already. Really assembly script allows you to import a WebAssembly file. So, okay. so I can just import no, I don't WASI. think the WASI stuff is a WebAssembly file. It's a JavaScript API that you put in the includes. So, no, no. Oh, wait, no, use, yeah, you can you, do imports, you, though. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can import stuff. Yeah, so you would import all the WASI that, uh, the WASI preview one, okay. I think it's on. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not obviously fully done yet, but they have a preview out for it. That was something Deno I think I saw that was an error that I ran into. <laughs> yeah, Deno hasn't got it fully implemented yet. I think they're missing some of the socket stuff. Other than that, most of it's done function-wise from what I've seen. So yeah. WebAssembly. Horribly named for what it can actually do. And speaking of other custom stuff, Leon and I wanted to build our own web browser with a custom protocol. That'd be pretty Wait, cool. Wait, you know, go. You could, um. Yeah, that would actually be a great pair. Huh. Interesting. Ain starts recruiting. It's recruiting <laughs> you instantly on the spot. You know, go. Responsive you know is where. now recruiting go. <laughs> this is time. What was the browser called? It worked on the blockchain. Beaker. It was wicked. Beaker. I think Ooh. we mentioned it last time. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was really it, cool. It worked like between computers and it had a whole verification blockchain system going on, but it hasn't been worked on or maintained. It was decentralized too. Seen. Yeah, it's, it was. It was real. Like, you know, oh, Google wow. Drive, right? Like, yeah. It was basically just that, but local. So, like, if you wanted to share a folder, you just literally open up the folder in Beaker and literally flip a switch, and now it's public. <laughs> That's pretty so cool. So cool, yeah. You could have website, like you could just. But then you, if like, oh no, if my computer HTTP shuts off, yes. yeah, you just show up websites. That's it. And then you can share if people them too, viewing so it, like... they could store it as well, I believe, so that people could see it. As you were saying, if yeah. it was off. Yeah, yeah. So like, if my computer went down, Leon could share it, so then he could also have the website as well, which is really cool. And I was like, man, see, like, you don't need 24-7 servers anymore because the entire world is on 24-7 anyway. 
So like if yeah. everyone was helping out just a bit, like even like, you know, you go to like YouTube and support someone on Patreon or something like that or anywhere else, but like you could support a website by hosting them and devoting some of your resources to that, which I was like, man, that's such a good idea if it exploded like that. And it was a good yeah. enough browser to be used by like the end user, but the issue was it died out. The only thing is, like, the people who are against an open internet, like, that sort of open, is that one argument would be, do you want to waste your resources that you've paid for, for everyone else to use? It's not that, though. It's not exactly, I'm now hosting it. No. I mean, you can if you want to. Well, storing a little tiny bit of it, yes, yeah. maybe. But that's only the things that you've looked at. All you're doing is helping. Yeah. And you're not wasting that much because how much we already have like resource wise on computers nowadays and this is just websites too this isn't data streaming like youtube or something so yeah resources the only reason why there's so many resources and servers is because there's so many requests to it but if it spreads out the requests among tons of people then literally it's almost as if you look up a website you give a website yeah that's it it's not that hard guys (laughs) sounds like um one of those things like give one pound a month. <laughs> Please donate one, donate one gigabyte of RAM per month to help these starving buy, websites. Buy RAM online today. <laughs> Sell RAM. Oh, I think it was you who said that for like the virtual machine to start selling virtual oh, RAM. Oh, no, yeah, I said that for, for my sure machine. RAM. You could do it because it's still because, giving you more RAM on the virtual Because machine. I'm building my own virtual machine, so I could charge people to get the extra RAM package. It's so you could legitimately download RAM that's not a scam. Oh. What? It's giving me flashbacks to that one meme. Oh yeah, that did it win. Download more RAM. Oh, it's, it'd be, the thing is, you're not lying, you are actually buying yeah. more yeah. RAM. For it's mine, so I would actually be downloading RAM. The scam wouldn't be the RAM itself. The scam would be that I'd be charging it. But, charging for something that doesn't need to be yeah. charged. Oh, oh my god, just saying charge now also reminds me. If I had a fake laptop VM... Oh my goodness. Buy for battery... Oh my god, you could buy once for a battery power, or you could uh, buy a monthly subscription for being plugged Oh my... I called it the plugged in subscription. That'd be. Hooked. I could. Just put it hooked. <laughs> hooked. Heck, if I built that, I'd call it Scam OS, not YOS. Scam OS. Perfect. Scam OS coming today. <laughs> no, but then I'd be one of those billionaire companies that would kind of force you to do it anyway. Like, it's called <laughs> Scam OS, but people do it anyway because they need to. It just, it just, it's just reminding me of the whole Earth 2 project, if you guys have heard of that. Oh, what? Yeah. Complete scam. Oh, Wait, what is it now? You can buy virtual tiles on a virtual land yeah. on a virtual Earth, and it's promising <laughs> to be a game in the yeah. future, but it's not going to be a game. And you buy, like, plots on this virtual Earth, <laughs> and they're it's... planning on, like, turning it into some other stuff, but okay. I don't know. I'm gonna but, be honest here. No, they're not that's... planning to turn into stuff. They're promising they're gonna turn it into stuff. From it's a capitalistic society, that's not that bad of an idea because we already do that with like TV shows too. Like, oh, you're buying ads on a platform. It's just somewhere else there's ads. If you've ever heard of the million dollar webpage or um, 
r slash yeah, place. Million dollar web page was at least intentional. Well, it was oh, yeah. intentional, but for scammy, uh, scummy reasons. I mean, the hey, people look at it and see the ads, though, solution. so. Investment. Is, oh, they're going to have like a cryptocurrency, I think it was, they said as well. Oh, it's just going to be horrible. <laughs> oh, no. The thing is, everyone's making cryptocurrency now. Like, I love it, but I hate it at the same time. Yeah. Because it's around yeah. It now, like, as you were saying. Yeah. It's so annoying, but so good. I don't want to buy just it. like this banana. Buy one banana today for £5.99 because that's totally not a ripoff. I know this is the whole point of it, and not the point of our podcast, but I kind of want to buy a plot of land just on where, or just in real Earth Two. No, do not waste your money on that game. How much is well, it? Well, I say game; it's not a game. Just buy Tasmania, the whole country. Idea. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I typed in Earth Three, which is a documentary. <laughs> oh no, more people. Think- Wait, Earth Two dot io. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't actually do it. I. How much is it? Have to buy the How to? That's obviously the number one thing they want me to go. Create your account. Two-factor authentication. Buy new land. Selling and buying land. Point ninety-seven cents. Seven dollars. Oh. because oh, you select a certain amount of tiles. And then you buy the virtual currency. What's the leaderboard? Oh my god, I don't want to look at this really. The leaderboard? Uh, oh no. Is it $400,000 is the highest? Oh no. <laughs> the person's I'm name is lucky for you. Oh my god. Again. You have to be an initial investor to be able to actually earn money with something. You have like to that. be stupid in order to do that. I, I know. I but some people seem to be stupid. They have a marketplace. Let's buy land. Uh, what land can I buy? Land. Let me actually look We're at this. Up land. Wait. Oh, and in their privacy, wait, what? Their terms and conditions, they can oh. actually take away the land at any time. They're buying <laughs> land and oh, virtual land. They're buying virtual land and then putting it on the marketplace for other people to buy for a higher price. Wait, this is just the earth. Yes, it's a scam. I looked at this and I thought it was like some sort of like game where it was like their own art. This is literally just the Earth. Yep. This dude is selling Puerto Rico. Wait a minute. Can I buy my house? (laughs) I'm going to at least buy my house. I don't know if I want to give them my location, though. People might find when you bought it. Just. Yeah? Controlled by Sweden. How is Puerto Rico controlled by Sweden? What? What is this? This is not a free world no more. It's Earth 2 for you. It's all hell and destruction. What is this? Anyway, speaking of communication, what protocol do they use? Uh, uh, Scam. (laughs) Good idea. Look at that. I want to see this. What's that? Is that Ch- Japan it's, and India? Just a random plot of land in California. Why does Israel own some of it? Is that? Yeah. Why does that remind? It. Why do those buildings remind me of like Dubai or something? No, it's in California. Oh, makes sense. I don't know where in California it is. So Israel is owns part of California. That makes sense. Indication. 
Oh, this is Bakersfield, a little too north. I want to see if I can find two. my house. Hold up. Oh, luckily my house no. is like right next to the center of the town. Here we go. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Do we see the actual like town names? Hold up. I could buy my city. I don't think any of there's no tiles selected here. All right. So the takeaway is but uh, do it. Wait, you no. can advertise. Hold on. Hold on. I will. Oh, you can advertise and earn money. On my house. Wait, you go. I'm interested. Yeah, sure. Can we get your name, Meta? No. Um. Cool. Why don't you buy my whole city? Yeah. Like. I can't, I don't know where my house is. I, oh, intersections, right? Those are important. Okay, I know where my house is now. I know where my house is. It's right there. And I think... I thought a government would have picked oh, that's the wrong house. That's the wrong road. Yo, I should buy the White House. Oh, no. That's definitely gonna be... That's definitely taken, yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be expensive, because it's definitely going to be on the market yeah. for about 500,000 a tile. Wait a minute, so I know exactly where this is. That's... There's my house. This whole plot of land, which is okay. my area, How much is it? going to be taken up by me. Shortly. Okay! Oh, give me a second. I've got oh, I see where the scam part comes in now. Why? Where is $242 to buy my house. Oh, it's no, sixty dollars no. for a tile, and that's only four tiles. Yeah, that is that is a waste of money. It's not even the yeah. worst part. Is you pay, I think it's like one dollar for one of their virtual currency. You can't, you can't get it returned, so you can't give back the money. Oh, and they're but like, oh guys, it's a horrible process. But you, so you don't even get the money. One dollar. Like you can buy it, you just can't. Sell I'm it. so confused. They're no, like, no, hey, there's resources. It, it's hard to get the money back. And you, they take like a, I think it's a seven pound, uh, seven dollar fifty cent, like flat fee charge when you try and get the money back, and then plus wow. extra percentage based on something else. It's horrible. So even if you was to just buy it and then go, no, I don't want this currency actually, and sell it back to them, you have to go for an excruciatingly horrible process to even get it back, and you don't even get the full amount back. You get ripped off completely. Do you, do you actually have the silver? You put in, or do you get the current like amount of what it's worth? Oh wait, sorry, is that again? Like, like for example, let's say, you know, like one of their things goes from being worth one dollar to being worth like ten dollars, right? And let's yeah. say you put like, you know, I don't know, enough money into where that would be a profit. Can you sell it and still make money? Or no, because their money, their currency doesn't inflate. Ah, oh. just the the price of the actual places inflate. Okay. So well, you would have you would actually have to go through the process of buying somewhere and selling yeah. it to actually earn a profit. And to do that's hard when uh -huh. you're a late investor. That's their whole <laughs> yeah, gimmick is they cannot not lose money. Deal. Yeah. Hmm. Because no and one wants the to buy it. fact of them saying they're going to be a game is not true. Please don't listen to it if you do. They're not making a game. They've scammed people of their money and they're going to run for the hills, which is why they're getting sued. Anyway. Yeah, because I've never so... heard of this. And now that I have, I don't think anyone's going to waste their money on it. Oh, people are dumb enough to. 
Yeah, look at the they already have. <laughs> Alright, can I select these tiles? I want this one, this one, this one. Okay. Well, it's not showing me my tiles selected. Oh, okay, so they bought plots of land. So how much is it? $2,000 to buy this from America. Of course. Of course. How rich is this company right now? They got uh, millions off of this. And people are worried about everything else. Mm -hmm. Right. Wait, if it's that easy to scam people, I really should do down uh do the download more RAM thing for my computer because it's yeah. truthful. I can't get in trouble. Yeah, not a scam. This is the point. Although in technically, which I think, think of life and go. Maybe I should. I think maybe other developers would be like, "Oh, you know, he just needs to make money. It's just a donation thing. It's actually no." Because I know some people might do that. They might be, oh, you know, it might be, like, good for the idea. I really like this product. I want to support it. Don't. Please don't. Just use donations. Yeah. If you want to donate. Yeah. That's what they're there for. Speaking of, no. responsive is looking for donations. We have zero. I can't find email money. Yeah. I don't think they, um, I don't think they post how much money they've made. No, well, they, they show the leaderboard, like, so... That would be horrible if they did that, because it would show how much we're scared. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's how much we've taken from you. Have fun. Here's how much people have made. Zero dollars. No, people have made money, but you have to be an early investor who gets in there quick, buys loads of stuff, and then sells it. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's Why the are there so many blog well. posts of people being like, I bought my apartment in virtual. Earth2.io. That's like $400, though. Yeah. Why? If they bought it at the beginning, I think it was something like a dollar per tile. Oh, so it only inflates no, based on... No, yeah. Someone bought this for $900. Yeah. Jesus. How badly do you have How much do you have? Be? Like, how, how dumb do you have to be to pay $900 for a virtual house, even though you can look at it in Google Maps anyway? Tiles. But you also have to be paying rent. Oh, 90 tiles. What? They bought 90 tiles. For how much? For 900. It was $10 per tile. Ugh. Inflated six times then. Does it uh, matter based around area? Yes. Probably does. Okay. Well, the, the more the tile gets sold, the more it inflates in price because the more people have to sell it for to be able to earn a profit. <clears throat> hey, Max, I got a good blog post for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to get scammed literally if too. you if you go to our website there's the uh, blog and then you can actually see the um it'll it'll show a contribute button i was like i know there was something somewhere perfect yep if you if you i, I will literally post a blog post about earth2.io all right no i don't care if you're bad i mean that's the only thing you can do about it bad mouthing it so that k guy i mean don't be stupid and get slant like get Lawyers for slander, but can you slander a scammer? I don't oh, think that should be legal. Real quick, speaking of protocols, so we can end this on a nice. <laughs> we had a special edition. <laughs> we had a special edition oh. of Earth Two. Oh no! But uh, anyway, um, the protocol we use is a JSON feed, which or it's more of a spec, right? Or does it count as a protocol? yeah? The, the spec, the spec is JSON feed. Uh, we just use REST. Yeah. Pull the edge. Okay. 
Although technically, that's the blog. If we're going tech, no, no specs. Yeah, right. Data is spec. Communications protocol. So HTML would be a spec, right? Yeah. 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 Why am I so stupid? I already know this. Of course, but yeah, JSON feed's pretty cool. I don't even really know a difference between it because it's literally the same exact thing as our own code, but it's just compatible. So. It's a backend thing I did for the sake of people actually wanted to get up to an RSS-like thing. Okay. Well, it's... Oh. Okay. Yeah, trust me, it's much better than any other blog I've ever written, or ever created, so... Okay. And I've created a lot of blogs. So many that I literally have different websites for each of them. Not that I bought, of course, free. Right. Yeah, it's a really nice system, and it's all automatically generated. Because I forgot about file I always forgot about, like, servers and everything, and that you don't need them sometimes if you can compile to static. Yeah. If it just compiles the JSON feed, it's totally fine. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Don't forget to build. I've done that a couple times, but... Yeah. I wish there was a way you could tell Git not to push if it wasn't built. There's no way to do that voluntarily, anyway. Unless you do like something like CI, which is something you're, yeah, you have, have experience to, uh, in with DevOps. Yeah. The only I could make it a GitHub action, but they're so hard to develop because GitHub yeah. actions don't have anywhere to test GitHub actions. Yeah. Oh, you like, can't right, test you gotta, it you can test I mean, you could. You could just create yeah. a branch. Like a dummy branch. Chuck it into production or something. I did that and it took so long to test because I'd have to go and put it on yeah. the thing. And then you end up running out of credit. So it's like, oh, well, and I you have to. Oh, um, right. You have to commit every time you want it to manually run it again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can't, like, like, there's no way of locally testing anything and it's annoying. Yeah. I mean, I think there, for some reason, I don't think for some cool, But it's not full, it's not fully developed. Because obviously it's not official GitHub action testing stuff. Someone made it because they got frustrated by the fact that it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the AWS thing. There's, I think it's called local store. Whatever it's called. That's an AWS testing thing, but locally. No, so what's the one where it's one just complete? It, literally, there's a repo that has the entirety <laughs> of AWS local. <laughs> it's unhelpful to not know what it's called, but... <laughs> Like, almost the entirety of AWS they have locally. Like, that's so funny, because, like... Wait, I I even thought about it, too. It's probably cheaper to run it through them anyway, but, like, you could host a VM and host, like, quite a few services locally. I just want to test it out, man. I don't want to pay money to test something. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... That's why I wish demos of games that existed, but no. No, they don't, because people just want... uh, No, Steam technically does. They have returns, so, technically... Yeah, but for well, yeah, you two unless hours, you then, I guess. unless you like but me left your computer days. running that you kind of voided your thing. Yeah, but you still have to wait days to get a refund when with a demo it's just download test for it. For yeah, a bit. I, mean, I feel like game. majority yeah. of games should just drop a demo so people actually know if they like the game first before they buy it instead of just being trapped into. Or even the other way around, games have demos, but game. it's not enough. Yeah, you gotta pay yeah. More. Like here's like one mission, which is very early. And here's on, the DLC. Yep, and we just launched everything else for the game. Yeah, you get the development build. Here oh, I go. hate games specifically, like even the Zen games that are really fun, where you like drag your finger across and do whatever stuff. 
but then like yeah. they only give you a certain amount of levels like either per day mm. or just overall and you're like really like i remember when eight, games used to be more. just free and they didn't care mm -hmm. <laughs> back in the old days that's how yeah. i feel all the time now Oh, I feel like the, the generation game. clicked through so quick. Oh yeah, we can end on this note. The one I said, layers, do we need them? IP protocol, is it worth it? Yes, very much. Back in the olden days, should we go back? During the war when I had my battleship. <laughs> I used to fly around because that's how battleships work. Back when we uh, wrote IP. Back when there was no protocol and I did it all by hand. <laughs> Back when we had rope memory. Back when we had squires. Leon, do you know what rope memory is? Squires. Sorry, you said rope memory. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally, they would take little ring magnets and weave them yep. into the ram. Yep. That was great. Because... I mean, like, how it worked is amazing. <laughs> so cool. So Literally, cool. They're like, here's so Janet cool. weaving in the rope memory. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me, that's Yep, a it would take months to create a program. <laughs> and it might not work. And it might, someone might have made a mistake, and there's not really a way to debug it. Unless you create a debugging program, which will take months to make. You want to, to test make. Apollo 2? No. <laughs> Go to the moon. Have fun. That was... Obviously, there's a lot of... Test it in production. development and testing. But that... <clears throat> yeah. And now, That's why I don't Resident even know, Evil's I mean... So good, by the way, demo-wise. Resident Evil always drops a demo. Love him. Anyway. Anyway, I guess that concludes communication and networking. <laughs> we communicated very yep. poorly. We did, we yeah. Through... through a network, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we just got meta. An yeah, that's fine. Of I mean, when isn't responsive it? meta? I mean, look at the homepage of responsive. How meta is Are that? we cool yet? Are we cool yet, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, someone came to us and wanted to be in the podcast, so I think that counts yeah, as cool. I think I think it's a pretty cool kid uh, podcasting. You know? <sighs> I think more people should come and try to get on it. You know? I mean, no. We see, the him. thing is, you're not just going to be a one-time guest. Eventually, you'll have Rob Pike. It's not. We don't do guests. We do like yeah. hosts. <laughs> All right. Want to be on cool. it? Sure. Perfect. I know I used to have that with other people, but, like, they were never available. Well, I'm always available, so... That's the fun part. I love how Leon's like, I'm always available. I'm like, well, are you on? You're like, I got dinner. I was like, of course. We sat here for, like, 30 minutes, and we're like, hmm, he's offline now. One time you asked me was when I was doing something. Well, I don't know if that's an hour problem, though. It's no one's problem. It's just the way the world works in time zones. Dinner. Wait, what is the time, actually? What is the it's time? It's 11.22. Yeah, nice. 18.22. I think this is the end. We went an we hour and 30 minutes. Cool. Oh, yeah, no, we gotta end it now. So we gotta say, hey guys, this video is, or this podcast has not been sponsored by Earth, Earth 2. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. This is a Stay public statement. Me. Please don't. Because, again, you'd go into it thinking it's really cool, and then thinking it's like 200 and then you look, and it's $200. No. If it was like $2, I would, but... Yeah. Because that'd be like a little meme -y thing, like, hey, I just got yeah. some virtual land. because it's like the entire know, Earth. But... I mean, come on. Yeah. But they're treating it... 
It's a four hundred thousand dollar project. Yeah, like here, you're buying the equivalent of real land, but virtually. Like what? Well, I know what we should talk about next, though. Um, I do actually oh. want to talk about games because I know I started thinking Ooh. about this recently because I f- I got mobile games again, and like mobile games are always okay. fun because they're just like built for people with very small attention spans. Yeah. But then I started to notice how, like, all of them are exactly the same. You start out, and then you just get bored, uninstall it, buy another one. Now, that might be by design, but I think I want to think of a game that, like, I want to talk a lot about, like, game design, like, to the base level, and, like, how I think the world can improve on it. Like, something that doesn't... Especially progression, too. Progression's something I Mm -hmm. hate... When I tried building a game, I think, for a game jam one time, progression was the number one thing. I'm like, what equation do I use? How do I make it slow to start out, but not too quickly to win, but also not yeah. way too slow? Which use is difficult. Curve, so it goes up and then back down. <laughs> Perfect. You can progress and then don't progress. Oh, yeah, and I and did, um, I think it was with the prices of the thing. I wasn't actually doing it correctly. So when you would buy stuff, it would like not work out well. Oh. So like the prices were either way too high or way too low, and then I was like, "Oh no, I don't need an algorithm here." Yeah. Any anyway, this anyway. has been us doing stuff for however long we've been doing stuff for. Or in thirty minutes. With um, mugs, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mugs, you've been amazing, by the way. This has been a wicked. Yeah, fun. thank you so much. I really do appreciate oh, yeah. that. Glad to be here. It was great. And you will, you guys will not just be seeing him leave after this. He will be here for every single podcast he wants to be in. Oh yeah, we're just gonna say every lot. single podcast. He's yeah. just <laughs> no problem. He's never leaving. No, I mean I've again. seen podcasts He's with like six team. people in it. So yeah, they get mental. I don't know how they coordinate. I don't know how they get the people. <laughs> how do we're you starting... make friends? How to make friends? <laughs> We need to. Who do we? Who do we want to find as somebody to bring in and have a conversation with? Because you know we've got um, the CEO of Google, you, right? <laughs> you. So we've got somebody who mainly uses JavaScript. Yeah. Somebody who mainly uses Rust, from what I know of, and somebody who mainly uses Go. Yeah. That's. I think we need a Python kid. Yeah. We need a <laughs> I love how you kid. immediately go to kid, kid though. Constantly dog on him. I don't know if you... Yes. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, please tell me Python like, kid no. was intentional. I can find <laughs> someone. I know I did one podcast, but um, all the kid talked about was Minecraft. I'm like, this doesn't work. Oh. But um, yeah, that... that was just because he didn't really know what was going on. And I was yeah. horrible at managing it. But... Um, I do actually think I can probably, because I work for Replit, so I might be able to get someone from there, definitely, as at least just a featured guest, which would be pretty neat. We could see if Turbia wants to come on. I think Turbia would be. Yeah, I think Turbia, he's already in the server too, so. He just hangs around. He just hangs around. I think, like, Turbia's great. He'd be perfect material for this. I don't want to say he's, like, the best person to replicate because I don't want to hurt their other feelings, but Turbio's great. Like, he's great with, like, just hanging around people. I don't want to say the best without telling everyone else they're yeah. not. So I'm going to tell I you mean, the everyone, best I mean, everyone, but they're, like, 
their work community is great. I've been having a fun time. I had an internship for two months, but we had to extend it because uh, college. And we all know how that goes. Yeah. Like, oh, really nice. And I like to mention, I signed yeah. up for an academy thing, so that's going to be fun. Oh, so nice. I might not be around fully again. So <gasps> we have another guest, um, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mux will be taking my position. We have a replacement. Yep. Oh, and and let's just end on a triggering comment. Rust is or go is the same as Rust, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just ends. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna spike some controversy right there. Yep. Oh. Mux, say say a line that we can end with, because right after you say it, I'm gonna stop immediately. So, come on, you can do it. Hello, man. <laughs>